tonight is Nicole. Hey y'all, how's it going? And pl- oh, it's going nice. And uh, please welcome back Jess from her extended vacation. Welcome Yay. back, so, Jessica. Can you put like the round of applause clapping and everything? I don't have that. I can just do that. All right, that works. Yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> um, uh, Jess has been away on vacation for a few weeks. She's been rounding up horses in Iceland. Uh, Brought a couple home with her. Very exciting. Yeah, one for everyone. <laughs> awesome. And tonight uh, we are doing on Jess's pick, uh, the Rugrats movie, which just came out on Netflix uh, this this month. Like Jess's so, birthday or something? Why is she getting all this special treatment? Well, one, she just came back. She hasn't been on in a couple weeks. Uh, and number two, she, she we were struggling to find what we were going to do because our original pick uh, was no longer streaming. Uh, and Jess is like, oh, Rugrats is on Sold. Netflix. Yeah, I, I wanna, made that I executive that. decision real fast. But I think we've we've been talking about this like on and off. We were doing Rugrats, I think, for a while. We haven't done any like older kids movies yet. Like we've done, we've done like Coco. Um, I feel like we've done another, a couple other kids ones that are like newer, but we haven't done one that's like what is this from '98? So it's you know it's significantly older in in terms of kids movies. Um, so the Rugrats movie. Uh, well, first the Rugrats. I think uh, I don't know how old our listeners are. The Rugrats was a TV <laughs> show, an animated TV show, old school cell animation uh, throughout the '90s, and it was about a bunch of like. I feel like it doesn't matter how old people are that are listening because pe- everyone that had Nickelodeon at some point even parents and all like they know what rugrats are i hope so not necessarily i mean the rugrats were on tv like 25 years ago i'm sure we have listeners under that age who oh you're going the other way oh god help me (laughs) i know they don't watch anything if if it's 256 colors (laughs) oh no no i'm saying for the younger people who might not have seen it when it was on tv because it was before their time a show about a bunch of little kids they were like one two three-year-olds um and they got into little adventures around the house uh the hook of the show was that they always kind of pr- mispronounced things and really basic stuff like i remember one episode uh cable repairman comes over because the pilot light is out and they think the pirate light is out <laughs> so they think there's like a, a pirate coming to the house and then the guy gets there and he's got like a do-rag on and he's kind of dirty and they're like oh that must be the pirate <laughs> like the whole thing is them misinterpreting like mundane situations because they're babies and then they they do stuff um and then this movie is chock full of that but it's you know it's bigger it's got the big adventure and it's got uh, the birth of a new character um, so, the Rugrats movie is about Tommy, Chucky, Phil, Lil, and newborn baby Dill uh, as they get lost in the forest. That's that's the whole I just can't believe that we're doing this, honestly. I just have, like, it's so crazy that th- this show hasn't been on in 15 years. They had a couple of spinoffs. I know All Grown Up was a spinoff when they were, like, not all grown up. They were like ten to thirteen, um, <laughs> and I, I, I want to say there was there's some crossover ones with other TV shows of the time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a while since the Regrets have been at the forefront of it. Definitely mine, something so. that was just one of the things I remember growing up. I don't know if any of you like are huge fans of it, but I was serious fan of this show. Yeah, I, w- I, I, I wasn't going to say yeah. this because I don't want to come off as biased, but this was my favorite show until Spongebob came on. 
<laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's still your favorite show yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as someone in their mid-20s <laughs> uh, after a long day at work you go home and throw on pizza delivery <laughs> I can quote the entire pizza delivery it's one of my fun facts uh, very fun uh, so if you haven't seen this movie if you either missed it when it came out want to go back and check it out um, missed it when it came out the nostalgia. yeah for the nostalgia especially if you saw it and you haven't seen it in a long time there's there's some nostalgia here I remembered I don't know half of it uh, there's some stuff I was very surprised at uh, but if you haven't seen it or you want to go check it out it's on Netflix uh, so go see that before we spoil it right here um, if you don't have your read- orange VHS anymore <laughs> yeah, this is one of the orange VHSs. For, for listeners, no, no, VHS was uh, a form oh, of DVD oh before. No, I think people know what VHS tapes are. Um, we rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, and we start with the kids doing like an adventure type thing. Um, it's an Indiana Jones parody, pretty blatantly. Um, it's like I think they call him Okie Dokie Jones. Yep. Um, and we kind of kick right here. I like I have I like kind of already remember how this all goes. The, that them mispronouncing things and like, but like just kind of going with it is a big part of like all the characters and get, kicks the kicks the plots off a lot of the time. And I think it's the same for here. Um, obviously, the adventure is not like a real adventure because I'm trying to get into the fridge with, for an ice cream sundae with. Nicole noted a banana on top is still in the peel. Um, <laughs> not exactly well, sure why that is. I mean, but, it's uh, it's uh, it's obvious of what what the show really was intending for us when we were little kids was to make everything look so big and over the top life like bigger than larger than life and like when you're watching this when you're 5 or 6 years old and you see this gigantic fridge in front of you or you're sitting under a table and it looks like a gigantic room um, you know, that kind of stuff was, was fun to watch and it made you feel like you were in it. Yeah. And, uh, so the whole, yeah, the whole big action adventure scene, it turns out, yeah, they were just trying to get the thing out of the fridge and the big bowling or the big ball that comes after them, like, like it does in Indiana Jones is actually just a very pregnant Dee Dee. Uh, <laughs> Dee Dee is Tommy's mother, uh, and she is very pregnant and they're having a baby shower actually right now. Uh, with what they think will be a new baby girl. Um, and then we kind of zip through all of our stock adult characters in the backyard all hanging out. We'll talk about more of them when we get into the character ratings. Um, but our main our main babies are Tommy is the bald one, the leader, I guess. Uh, Chucky is the neurotic redhead. Uh, Phil and Lil are the twins. Uh, and Angelica is, I guess, like the half antagonist sometimes, uh, who is the, what is she, three or four years old, girl um she's the uh, tommy's cousin uh so those are like your main kids um the baby though during the baby shower after angelica starts singing about a gift from above uh, <laughs> another another mess up line for obviously gift from above but the, you know the kids think babies come from bob it's you know it's 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 that kind of stuff um they go to the hospital and they go through a bunch of little gag rooms, and Dill, Dill is born, uh, not after a musical montage, not montage, musical performance by a bunch of newborn babies peeing into a rainbow. Um, 
there's a lot of little gags here, and it's kind of hard to talk about it because it's mostly gag to gag, strung together by a loose plot, which is the Dill is the new baby. Tommy and Dill don't get along. Actually, none of the kids like Dill. None of the kids like the new baby. Okay. Um, so the kids are going to get get rid of him, uh, put him in the Reptar wagon. Reptar is a dinosaur toy uh, that is prevalent throughout the show, and the inventor father, Stu, is trying to make a... A wagon toy out of Reptar. Uh, they all get stuck in that. They all get lost in the woods, and then stuff happens. I don't want to give much more away about the plot until I turn it to Jess. What do you think of the plot of Rugrats movie? Oh, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> it brilliant. Was, it was my, that is a strong word. Well, it was my favorite, probably my favorite movie growing up when I was little. Um, I was surprised, actually, how much I remembered of this. And even all the songs, I was singing along by myself with my cat while I was watching this last night. So. Mm-hmm. The cat <laughs> is pro- is just as old as the movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The cat might be older. It's pretty close. <laughs> cat that cat songs is too. ancient. <laughs> but no, um, I think the plot's fun. It's not like... And I think what I like most is the conflicts that Tommy has between... Um, being a big brother, being a friend, um, being the adventurer, leading the troops. Um, it's just fun to watch them all go in the little venture. Angelica's kind of strung along too, and she was always my favorite character. Um, and even the conflicts of Stu and Dee Dee trying to find the kids, um, all the mayhem and mishaps around that. It's just a fun watch, and it goes by pretty fast. I mean, it is a short movie to begin with, but I'd, I think... I don't know what I would think of it if I didn't know what Rugrats was, if this was just a random movie. What do you think you would rate it? Oh, five. Solid Cinco. <laughs> Why would you even ask me that? No, not, not, like you said at the beginning, not, not even a little biased. Um, no. Nicole, what do you think of the plot of this movie? Um, there's like a lot to unfold here. <laughs> um a I lot guess, happens in 80 minutes. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean at all. No, I mean, you like, watching this movie after you watched seasons of a show, there's, like, so much backstory to all these characters. Like, how can you, how can you even talk about it? Like, I just, like, it, it, you just need to know what's going on from the, from the beginning of this show. Why the personalities are this way, and, like, it's so funny I'm talking about a fucking cartoon like this, but... <laughs> understanding why Angelica acts the way she is. She was always my favorite character, too, and she actually reminds me of my sister. Sorry, Lori, but she was a little bitch like that. (laughs) And and she dressed up like Angelica for Halloween one time, so I'll never... I'll always compare the two. But anyway, understanding why, like, she's, like, a single... Excuse me, a a only child and has to rely on these younger kids to be her entertainment and all this stuff. And that... I, I just love putting myself into their shoes <laughs> because i just love the show I, I love the show so much so i was so excited when they made a movie out of it um i don't know if i liked i don't know if i cared for the movie as much as i did the show i don't like i don't know i like the plot i like that they added a new character in of the of dill the little brother i just thought that was really exciting when we were watching it in in the past to just to put my idea out there right now i don't think this movie holds up very well i was pretty bored watching it at 26 years old (laughs) but if i can if i can relive what i liked about it when i was younger um i don't i don't know i mean there are a lot of adult themes too 
I think there, watching there it as an adult is so different than watching it when you were like seven. I think I wasn't putting myself in my current shoes watching it. I think I was watching it pretending to be what I was when I first saw it. So um, I guess I'll give the plot like a, like a 2.5. All my spiel for that. I didn't even talk about the plot. <laughs> Well, your general, I mean, that was more resonant to field characters, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump around through here. Um, so I, I, you guys, I figured would more than like, I think I knew Jess was going to look through this pure, almost pure nostalgia glasses. And I thought Nicole was going to be more of the non-nostalgia. I didn't know you actually liked it as much as, as you did when you were a kid. Um, I, so I wanted to take a more, uh, yeah, a hold up approach. Oh my like, gosh. Knowing... Knowing it's from this time, so giving it like some credit there. Like when I watch an '80s movie, I'm not going to expect it to be like What's today. It, when did I'm going to put come it out. Ninety-eight. Oh, so it's tw- just a, just an over twenty years old. Um, but animation of all movie types has probably changed the most in in that time. I mean, the, you don't even see two D movies like this. Very I don't often like anymore. I don't like how this movie looks. Rugrats the show was always like more two D. It just looked like like literal drawings and this it was very I, textured yeah, yeah this 3d it was not for me for this i always thought they, that when i was younger too the first episode of rugrats is kind of scary that's like a pure sketchbook <laughs> i actually said that at one point i said some of the babies in the hospital are like grotesque <laughs> like, they're, they're, adult. Kinda, they're like adult faces well that's the thing it's like they, and they all sing with adult voices which is like part of the gag i guess but like <laughs> yeah it's creepy it's very I creepy i hate that scene so much <laughs> I was so surprised I remembered all those words. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered like two or three songs. Uh, there's a lot of songs in here, uh, but we'll, we'll, we're, we're skipping ahead to the to the other parts. Um, the plot is... Uh, is... Do we really have to talk this movie in depth? <laughs> well, we'll skip around in a second here. I just wanted to set it up. Okay. The, the plot is uh, pretty conventional. I do like the Tommy Dill storyline. That's the best stuff in the movie for me. Uh, you know, Tommy being the older brother, Dill is the annoying little brother. No one likes him. Um, a lot of that stuff, surprisingly, actually, if I'm looking at this in today's goggles, holds up decently well. The writing for Tommy is usually the best. Uh, I think Phil and Lil don't hold up as well. They're kind of slapsticky side characters. Um, Chucky, oh. for me, also does not hold up super well. Um, at least not in this movie. I don't really understand, like, some of his, some of his motivations later on. I don't really understand what he's doing. Um, the adults are ten times funnier than I remember. The adults yeah, are really fucking funny. It, it's really the adults are really funny. Like watching this in an adult perspective than when you were when you were little. Like, um, how Stu is the inventor and um Drew is arguing like you have family now and you think about benefits and then right. So now you're kind of like, yeah, I get what Drew's saying. And then before you're like, why can't Stu just make Reptar? Like, can't leave him alone. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I don't even think I thought once about the adults. I thought I was just funny when, yeah, Stu had a new invention that was blowing up in his face. Like, no, that's now like you all look at I thought. Stu and you're like, you're pathetic. You just have. Oh, you're Stu's an another, idiot. Oh, yeah. My favorite child. <laughs> but before we probably thought he was great. Yeah, I mean, well, before I don't know if I ever thought about the adults, but a lot of their lines are still pretty good. Um, there is some bad, horrible cringy stuff that does come up in here and that happens with a lot of older movies but i was surprised at how well tommy and dill's storyline as well as the adults hold up um when we get to like you know nonsense songs and like you know 
the poop humor diversion. I don't know if that all works for me. I don't even know if kids today that works as well for. Um, but I think I'm probably going to land like a three, five, three, five. Kids um, love poop jokes. Eh, they're okay in moderation and when delivered properly. Um, so we've already talked about the characters a lot. I'm going to go back to you, Nicole, since you, you wanted to talk, you know, pretty, pretty heavily about them. Um, what did you think of the characters in this movie? Okay. So I have to agree that Phil and Lil are probably some of the most annoying, tripey characters I've ever seen. They're you say just tripey. Yes, tropey, tropey, tropey. I say tripey, like, sheep, like an ins- like a sheep stomach. stomach. I'm still thinking. Yeah. Of, I'm still thinking about Jess's Iceland trip. I'm sure that there was some of that there. But do you? But do you guys know? Can, can you cut that out that I said tripey? Um. <laughs> Not now. It's a whole. It's a whole bit now. <laughs> Please take it out. I hate myself. Okay. Do you guys know the um, conspiracy theory behind the Rugrats? No. Please. Oh uh, okay. yeah. Here we go. Okay. So Nicole loves like cartoon and TV show conspiracy theories. All conspiracy theories, really. But I'm going to read a a blurb I found on the internet. I don't have the particular website to quote here, but here we go. Chucky died in 1986 along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy was born in 1988, but he was a stillborn. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for all for the son who never had the chance to live. The DeVilles had an abortion in 1990. Angelica couldn't figure out whether it would be a boy or a girl, thus creating the twins. So... To summarize, all of the children are dead except Angelica, and she has created this mind where she has fun with the children that never were. And I think about that every fucking time I see anything about Rugrats. Every time I, I hear it or think about like the, sh- the shows I used to watch, I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I can't even think about that. I've heard that theory before, actually. It's interesting you brought that Um yeah, it's a fun theory. I don't think it really holds up in practice. Some of them do. Some of them are pretty pretty good. Um, that one's okay. You know, that's that's the that's what I base my my um, opinions of this movie on. <laughs> if it really happened, that's very warped. <laughs> I don't know how many people do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I like I like the adults now. Um, I think that they're funny as well. I don't like all the innuendos with with toddlers. That creeps me out a little bit, but I mean a lot of that in the song in yeah. the baby's pee yeah. in a hospital yeah. song. But every character that I liked growing up, Tommy and Angelica and all, I still like them now. So I mean, I'll just I'll give it a, a three. Jess. Um. So I want to probably talk about the characters in comparison of watching it now as an adult than before when I was little. Starting with even, like, Dr. Lipschitz. Now you just think that this is, like, some quack doctor no one would ever go to. And people write all these, uh, like... He always scared me as a kid. Yeah. And now you understand, like, he has this, like, German or something accent, and he thinks he's a shit, like, writing all these books and having this huge... He's the Lipschitz. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of stuff like that. You just think, oh, that's a weird doctor. But now you can kind of like stereotype what kind of doctor he is. And then you kind of see like Angelica's mom is always on the phone. And that's why she's such a bratty kid because her mom never gets her any attention. Um, even like the the news anchor, how you can see like he's just <sighs> that stereotypical news anchor doesn't care about the story. just wants to get his face out there. Um, news anchor. Ugh. 
God. Yeah, so I, I think it's just really entertaining watching this as an adult. So you get a different perspective. It almost made me a little sad because I was like, oh, this isn't exactly the same as I remembered it because now I kind of understand it all and I kind of wish I saw it through like, what is it, like rosy spectrum glasses or something? Rose-colored glasses, yeah. Yeah, that thing. We're doing really good here with all our... <laughs> Rosy spectrum glass. You knew what I meant. But like I said before, I think the conflicts are great between Tommy and his friends and Tommy and his little brother. Angelica didn't re- was my favorite character and she didn't really have a big stand in this. She was just kind of there because Spike dragged her along to find her doll. So I can't really speak about her too much. Um, and again, Phil Lil are just my probably my least favorite of the two. They're just there would be funny just to be the group of friends. Um, mm-hmm. Still, respected five, no less. <laughs> <laughs> um, it So, like I said, yeah, Tommy and Dill is the best storyline. Tommy is the kid that holds up the best for me. I still think he's interesting, um, and I still think his like lines and everything come off the best. Chucky was like the biggest drop-off for me. I used to like Chucky quite a bit, and now this is... Mostly kind of annoying, and then when he's not annoying and he's trying to, like, pull an emotional thing out or something, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't land for me. His his stuff doesn't land. Um, yeah, Phil and Lil are the worst kids. They're not really very good. Um, but the adults, the adults are great. I forgot, so a couple of my favorites we haven't talked about. Phil and Lil's mom is the <laughs> shit. That lady is awesome. I love when she's like gonna beat the shit out of the reporter because uh, the reporter's getting in Dee Dee's face. I feel uh, like her... if this was in real life, she would be Melissa McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking more. Uh, if you've ever seen, uh, I know uh, Nicole and I watch it, but Superstore. Uh, there's the assistant manager Dina. That's what. That's what I think <laughs> of. Yes, I forget um, her. I forget her. Uh, the actress's the name. Actress's name. Yeah, but um, her shirt has the the the, the feminine symbol on it. She got the headband, the big like thick earrings. Like she's the best. I think she's so hilarious. Yeah, she um, was a feminine before feminine was feminism was a thing. Her her husband's that little like twi- uh, twig guy with the with the like weird hair. Everyone everyone with their weird hair. Another like just like Rugrats thing like uh, like Dee Dee's hair is insane like half starfish looking um Stu, Stu I like the Stu and uh what's his brother Stu and Drew's uh, little conflict uh, I always love the grandpa um <laughs> I love I love when he breaks into his old war stories and back oh, in I my like day the Jewish shit. Gran- I like the Jewish grandpa with the goat Oh, I like him too. Yeah, he just walks around with a goat in the backyard. He's like the most Jewish grandfather like ever. I know. Um, and you don't. See, I think I've said this before, but I haven't learned more about the Jewish religion than I have watching Rugrats, especially because the Hanukkah they, the one episode. they got that Hanukkah episode. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and it's so valid. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you know about Judaism came from the Hanukkah episode of Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But no, yeah, the, uh, oh my god, when Grandpa's like, uh, we used, back in my day, we used to just throw rocks at each other, big clogs of dirt, that's what the kids want in these days, and I'm just thinking about 20 years later, what kids, like, have, like, tablets now, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a fan- it's fantastic, um, so the characters are higher than I was expecting, I'm gonna land on a four, I think, cause, um, yeah, some, the worst part is actually mostly the kids that aren't Tommy, and uh, I just mentioned that fucking news reporter who's not in the main show, but oh, 
oh, he was the cringiest the way he, the way they were trying to make him like the guy getting the scoop, and he's all into he was, himself. but like you never it, it didn't think of land him as that guy watching it when you were seven. You just, I guess, didn't think much of him at all. Oh no, he I I remembered when he as soon as he came when I when I was a kid I was like oh this fucking even as a kid I was like this <laughs> fucking guy I hate I, and it's not like a hate like oh I hate him he's a good villain it's a hate like oh get him off this fucking screen he's so annoying he's so cringy <laughs> I, even as a what six five year old I was cringing um so yeah a four though I like a lot of the characters more than I thought so the whole the, there's a couple other things that happen in here we haven't talked about. There's a side plot where uh, there's a circus coming to town by these, like, two, I guess, Eastern European guys. I didn't realize, like, when I was a kid that they're, like, they have the... They're very Russian. Out. They have the sickle and the hammer on, like, one of their hats. They, uh, they're they arguing about whether the coffee's better in St. Petersburg or Kiev. Um, <laughs> like, they're super, super Russian. I, it's just a weird little detail that I never noticed before. Uh, but they're, they're holding a train of monkeys. The monkeys get free... They derailed the train, and uh, they are in the woods at the same time as the kids. They're kind of, I guess, an antagonist, because um, they're always, they're fucking with the kids. Um, I don't really care for the monkeys in this. I get what they have to do, but um, I guess they do have a part in my favorite scene coming up, though. They do have a they do have a role, I guess. Um, and then I guess the other antagonist is there's a wolf in the woods uh, walking around. Trying I to really get don't care much for this plot. I guess that's why I didn't talk about it when you asked, because... I I don't care for this whole bit. Like I get that I get that's why we need to um have Tommy and Dill become brothers like they should be and for him to realize he needs to take care of him, but honestly that's not what I I just don't like that part. Yeah, the plot, I mean, I think the real the real interesting plot is the subplot of or like the subtext plot of Tommy becoming an older brother. And when anytime that's at the forefront of the narrative, that's interesting and good. When they're in the Reptar car going down the river singing Bottle of Yum instead of Bottle of Rum, it's fucking terrible and I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> oh, I think it's actually, so cute. Oh, okay. I'll go to you. back to you, Jess, then, for the visual and sound. Because let's talk about, one, how this movie looks for today's standards. And two, all of the songs. There's original songs. There are songs that are real songs but parodied. What do you think of the visual and sound? Um, so we can start with the songs. I think A Gift from a Bob still is one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? <laughs> I remembered all the words to that. Um, the one I know you don't like the one of the babies peeing, but I remember that song too. Um, what else is there? There's I Am Reptar song. Um, there's Bottle of Yum. Uh, they, there's the sad song Tommy sings when he's oh, giving Oh, the, the lullaby food. song is cute. Yeah. Well, yeah, how? the lullaby song. And then yeah. they also parody, like, one way or another, I'm going to find you. And then they also do the the monkeys have a song, uh, Ting Tang, well, well, the Bing Bang. Like, oh, they, yeah. they do a bunch of songs in here. That's, you, you can't forget about that one. That one's still in my head from time to time, even if um, I haven't watched this in a while. <laughs> you'll just be sitting there and you'll think of it. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ding. Okay, I'm going to stop there. But I don't know. I, again, <laughs> I, I can't say anything else, but it's just brilliant. I, I love this movie so much. <laughs> watching it back do you see does it still i mean how much if you had to get it like a on a how much does it hold up for you what do you mean do you think someone could go in today having like they know what the regrets is but they've never seen the movie uh, and they so go yeah, in today it's what, so would different. they enjoy it well kids these days you young kids these days don't appreciate this you, you literally just kids these days <laughs> yeah kids these days who grew up on tablets 
don't appreciate the same kind of stuff we did. So it's so hard to compare. Right. But there are some, like, kids' movies from, like, old, like, 70s and 80s that I, I enjoy, even though I wasn't alive during that time, obviously. I can appreciate them. That's um, true. And, have, and find some good stuff in there. I think that's there's that for a lot of movies. But, I mean, obviously for the time, this was... You know, pretty pretty solid, but for for nowadays, I, it's hard to tell. If oh gosh, that's so hard to think about. Uh, they probably wouldn't understand the plot as much, like you said. Just it would. Pro- they probably think it was just a mess. How it, it the whole plot is basically they got in this car, they drove in the woods, they survived that car crash or truck crash, and then the dad went on this uh, lizard contraption, flew in the air, and found them on a bridge. <laughs> They probably would right. think that's just kind of dumb and strung together. So I, I can get that part. So Solid Cinco then for the for the visual side. Yeah, I'm going to the Solid Cinco. <laughs> All right, Nicole, what do you think? Um, well, like I said earlier, I really think that um, the way that they changed the way this was like drawn and and like put together, it's, it didn't it wasn't the same as the show, and that's what was that's what matters and it just didn't look the same i don't know if they were trying to do that on purpose because the other movie that they have also looks like that so i don't know if they were trying to differentiate it away a little bit but it it just what i didn't like that as much i didn't i um prefer the the show's drawing so you know that that lost a little bit there for me but um I do like some of the songs in here. Uh, I think that the monkey one is fun, even though I don't care much for that uh, scene or anything like that. But I do like the song. Um, I like the song that Dee Dee and Phil, or uh, not Phil, um, what's his dad's name? Stu. Stu. Um, I like when they're putting the baby to sleep and they're singing back and forth. That's really sweet. And I also like the Reptar song, and I'll let Brennan say who sang that because he's pr- he's really excited about it. But, yes, uh, I am. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> but um, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll just, I'll just keep it down the middle of a, of a three for this too. So this is like where I'm not as on board with this movie holding up at all. And so the best song in the movie for me is "I Am Reptar, Hear Me Roar." Uh, I am Reptar, King of Dinosaur, uh, and that is an original song by Buster Rhymes, um, That's the rapper. Crazy. The same. The, the very same. Uh, he, if you notice in the movie, there are actually lyrics under, in between the, just the shouting, I am Rectar, hear me roar. Um, it's pretty sweet. I still like it to this day. I was kind of humming it all day because we watched this yesterday. <laughs> um, a lot of the other songs are not, not only don't hold up for me, but are painful to watch. I really was surprised at how much I hated Gift from a Bob. Gift from a Bob is oh, terrible. terrible. Yeah. terrible song horribly annoying horribly cringy it's even it's like it's literally like angelica shouting over Susie, and the adults are like oh isn't that cute i'm like it's not cute it's fucking annoying get these kids <laughs> out of here um the baby pee in the hospital scene i actually don't hate it's fine um it's got some funny bits but uh, and then anytime they parody a song like ting tang wallet bang bang no Bottle of Yum is not good. Um, so all that, other than <laughs> I Am Reptar, I, I kind of like that one. But all the other ones I don't really care for. Um, and then Visual, uh, which we haven't talked about. So this obviously came out in the 90s. I l- was looking up some other they movies. literally that came out talked the- about that. Yeah, yeah. well, you- I was going to talk about something different. Because you talked about how it oh. didn't stick with the show, right? Okay. I was going to talk about and compare it to other movies that came out in the 90s. Just to be like, well, obviously this animation doesn't look good to today's standards. But what did it look like in the 90s? So... 
I mean, it'd be unfair to compare it to things like Toy Story and Toy Story 2, which obviously groundbreaking. Uh, but then I looked at like Disney stuff. Pocahontas came out, Mulan, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lion King. Um, and then I looked at some animes like Princess Monaco, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, all of this in its own way looks better than this movie. This movie doesn't look very good. Um, not even compared to other 90s movies. It looks blocky and weird. No, everything um, that you said is looks better than this. Right. That's what I'm saying. I like I look through the list and like they I mean again, this is a Nickelodeon. How can so they have is... yeah, how can they have Rugrats and Toy Story coming out at the same time period and the one Toy Story is older than this. Toy Story came out so three much years before this. Better than that. Yeah. Lion King came out five, four years before this, and that is the same type of animation. Looks miles better than this. I know it's Dis- these are mostly Disney movies, so they budget's higher, but then I look at like the the Japanese anime and that looks better too. Like this just looks bad. Like we said, the babies look grotesque. Um, the movements are Everything weird. Everything has some weird overcast grayness to it. I don't. I don't like that. it. I, I. I mean, I don't. I don't think it works very well. So this is my lowest point in the movie. It's a one five. I don't like the way this looks or sounds, other than the Buster Rhymes song. <laughs> so the we're gonna get towards the end. I mean, the big, the biggest resolution here in the middle, or the biggest thing that happens here in the middle, is Tommy's been trying to defend Dale this whole time because the friends hate him, and um. Lil and and Phil give him away to the monkeys, and the monkeys take him away. Um, by the way, very dangerous for all these children to be out here with the wolves and monkeys throwing them around. I'm just I know thinking it's cartoon, about but... how annoying these kids are watching it now when they're in the woods. God, the friends are so annoying. The friends aren't very good. I don't. I don't think the friends hold up for me at all. The best stuff's the adults, the some of the innuendos, and the scene that's about to come up where Tommy leaves the friends. Because he's going to go look for Dale. Even Chucky won't go with him because of a bunch of bullshit reasons. Like, you didn't pay attention to me. And you, you didn't help me in the water, even though they threw the life preserver. And you didn't help me when the monkeys picked me up, even though all the, they were all... Like, it was just bullshit reasons. I, don't, I didn't I didn't care about Chucky in this. I don't, I don't get I understand him. Um, but Tommy goes off in the woods to find Dale. Dale keeps fucking with them, eating all the food, uh, <laughs> ripping the blanket in half, hitting him with his rattle. He's just being a dick. Um, and finally, Tommy's had enough. And there's like a biblical moment where he throws him out in the in the puddle, and he's got the the can of bananas. And he's like, uh, "Everyone gets what they want." Monkeys <laughs> like nanners, and he's like, and it's like crescendoing oh, music and lightning's flashing, and Dill's like about to cry as he holds the jar above it. It's like Cain and Abel <laughs> shit. It's insane. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that scene and the next one. Hold up, it's still very good. I. And, Nicole, I told you guys before we did this, I remember crying in this movie. Uh, it wasn't outright crying, but I, there were some tears. There was a little, oh bit, of, a little bit of wateriness. Um, after they make up, uh, they, Tommy sings him the lullaby, all sad and quiet think, life. You were thinking about your brother when you did that, when you watched I, it. I don't, I don't really That's, think so. It's why. I'm sure you want to feed Griffin to the monkeys sometimes. Oh, yes, yeah, so I very frequently want to feed him to the monkeys. Um, <laughs> when you were a little younger, I bet. Maybe I don't know. I I this this it, uh, this has been the best plot throughout the movie, and it the emotional crescendo here works still for me. They they share the half the ripped blanket. Dill's finally stopped being a dick and is crying in Tommy's arms, and Tommy's crying. Uh, and another one more thing before we get to the end and rating the field residents. The best use of the kids calling things th- incorrectly because that's like what gets plots kicked off in this. He calls a pocket watch that Stu gave him his sponsitivity, which it works in a million ways. I was number one, number one sponsitivity. 
it's obviously responsibility. And he cut. Co- it's. Oh, that wasn't as obvious to me then. Oh, really? You, you're fucking. You're fucking with me, right? I'll tell you in a bit. <laughs> you didn't get that sponsitivity was responsibility. I mean, yes, I obviously understand that, but that doesn't sound like that. Well, the kids don't say things right. All right, whatever. Um, when Stu gives him this little pocket watch, he is like, "You are an older brother now, and you have responsibility." And then Tommy whispers, "Ah, oh, sponsitivity." And so he calls the thing that Stu gave him. uh, Cringing. No, I like it. I like this. I like the mispronouncing things to get plots going. I think it's a good technique. Um, Sponsitivity. Number two, he's pointing it around like a compass. Uh, And the hand when the hands are facing the same thing, they can follow it. And then when they don't, you know, they're just walking around circles. Um, I think he might have gotten that from Indiana Jones. He didn't really use a compass super often. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Have you seen Indiana Jones, Jess? Um, I've seen Okie Dokie Jones. <laughs> you've seen, you've seen Okie Jones. Um, and so this works for me because one, all right. So he he thinks it's called a sponsitivity. It's actually responsibility. And even if he knew what it was, he it's not a compass. It's a pocket watch. He's using it incorrectly. But all of that works together as like a device that goes through. It's a through line. Uh, to show his older brother like what he needs to do. He throws it when he doesn't want to be the older brother anymore. He's protecting it the whole time. He almost loses it in the water. There's a picture of the two of them in there. It has the through line with all the different mispronunciations and misuses of the item, but it's still that important, and I think it's the best symbolism in this movie. That pocket watch is the best thing in this movie. Wow. I didn't think of it that way, but once you lay it out like that, it makes total sense. It's captivating. It's captivating. Well, that's how I watch movies. Um, the ending, though, is they, they've they been trying to find the lizard this whole time. The wizard. Um, so he could give them a wish. Stu uh, spots them overhead in his giant pterodactyl contraption that he showed in the basement earlier. So it's like a you know, Chekhov's pterodactyl. Um, and he's flying around in it. It crashes. He looks like a giant lizard, I guess, when because all the parts are hanging off of him. So the kids, like ask him for their one wish and they ask to we should say the dog spike uh they want to save spike because spike just fought the wolf and they fell into the water and presumably died and uh blah blah blah, blah. he he falls through the 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 bridge which they're I standing didn't even on watch, and... like the last half of this movie this is all new still to me <laughs> well you can remember it Vaguely, whatever. Spike is fine. Spike the dog is fine. Stu found him. He was able to radio into the adults. There's a big reunion. And now they do the Indiana Jones thing. The Okie dokie Jones thing again once they're all safe back at the house. But Dill is the one who helps them get to that top shelf. Grab the banana split with the full banana with the peel on in it. Um, and that's how the movie ends. They get the banana split thing because of Dill's help. And they cheer. And then that's the that's end. Amazing. That's amazing. That's the movie. So, uh, Resonance and Feel, go back to you, Nicole. What do you, what do you think of that? I mean, I, I always liked when they implemented Dill into the into the gang. I think that it's really sweet to, you know, what, p- kids that were watching it at this age were probably in the same boat that he was. They're getting a younger sibling, or they are the younger sibling, and it's just fun to, to put yourself into that into the shoes of of Tommy and Dill and the adventures that you're taking when you're when you're little and you have someone like that or your family members to be around and you know so I really I really do enjoy that storyline too and they they had that in the show after I know I keep referring to the show but really you can't understand Mm -hmm. this movie unless you have 
seen the show or or know of it because that's where where it all started and they wouldn't have had this movie without so um i think that you need to appreciate that first until you before you can appreciate this film but other than that i really don't care much for the whole section of this movie that's in the woods it really gets lost for me now it wasn't exciting that the colors are really bland and just like muted and i don't i'm not captivated or held attentive to it um the monkeys are so annoying and i fucking hate them so it just makes me not really enjoy it so i i would give this a two jess um so i think i'm gonna agree with brennan's two favorite scenes residents and feel um but also the one-on-one that tommy had with his dad when he gave him the um locket i feel like that probably touched me more now than it did watching it. I probably like thought nothing of it when I was little. But then, mm-hmm. I don't know, Stu telling Tommy he's an older brother. He can't care for himself anymore. He has someone else to look up to. Just the way he worded it all and the little picture of them inside the locket was super cute. So I think it's no surprise I'm giving this a five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I already gushed about my favorite parts in this. It's It's... Tommy and Dill's relationship. Yeah, the I love I do I like that uh scene at the beginning with Stu giving him the locket, telling him he's got responsibility now. Um I mentioned it that when Dill was crying at the beginning and they were reading Tommy a book, but then they go and sing him a uh, Dill a song and Tommy sadly sings the rest of the song to himself while he covers himself with it. Like this is really just sad little moments. I know. Um but in you know, but they have the big climax. They have a resolution with each other. Uh, he gets ex- Dill gets accepted in the group. That's the best plot through line of this movie. All the best scenes come from it. All the best lines. Um, and other than the Reptar song, the the I guess the next best song is the lullaby. So all of that resonates still. The big problem with this movie is almost everything else. Um, most of the gags don't hold up, or they're just straight bad and cringy. The songs pull me out like excessively, like constantly, which were plaguing the first half of this movie. Most of them were just so bad, um, so it's hard. I think because I can, I, because I got the tiered, I got to bump it up for that. So I think it's probably like a three five. Uh, because without that Tommy through line, this is like a one one five. I mean, it's pure nostalgia um, at best. So. We're at the end here. Um, I'm not really sure where... I know where Jess is going to land. I'm not really sure where <laughs> else it's going to land. Uh, but I'll start with the obvious one. Jess, would you recommend the Rugrats movie? Yes, I would. A million times over. I'll probably watch it again tomorrow, honestly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nicole? Oh. Um, I am sorry, but I don't think that I can recommend this one this time. Um, I wish that I had left this in 1998 when I watched it as a <laughs> wee lass and and really enjoyed cartoons. And unfortunately, at this at this stage um, in my life and what I enjoy watching on TV and in the theaters and you know movies in the comfort of my own home does not include um the rugrats any longer so uh it just didn't hold up for me it really was boring i like i i I didn't pay attention to a lot of it because i felt like i'd seen it before so i don't want to see it again because i don't want to ruin what it was and i know i won't like it now so i I mean if you have that if you have that nostalgia about it and you you wanted to you want to remember it for 
the memories you had prior, I think it's probably best to hold off on it now. That's interesting. I um, I I well, I see what you're saying about the if you've never seen it or if you've seen it and you remember it as a kid, you're not gonna like it now. There's other things um, that are, that's not the case. You know, there's other things that hold up for a lifetime and. Um, sure. This, this, unfortunately, it's it's really driven into a point in time where like these Nickelodeon shows were something special for us, uh, or any you know anybody who enjoyed them. That if you try to bring them back out, it just doesn't. It's not the same. It's just not holding up because the the current events and the pop culture of now doesn't fit that anymore. Like other things like. <laughs> it's funny I bring this up. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Clarissa Explains It All. Those type of shows, those are real people. They're young teens, and you can still implement those. Full House, you can implement those type of shows into everyday. Oh, Full House does not hold up. <laughs> and, uh, I I love I Full House. Full, Full House. House does not hold up. It's in a, it's in a different way than than what this is. This was when we were little kids, and you you see the world as as much more grand than what it you see it now so that's this is where the difference is um yeah but yeah, knowing all that going back like and watching this as someone who watched it i i was surprised i actually liked it as much as i did because i was dreading it i not dreading it but like i thought i was gonna be like nicole and just flat out like this holds up not at all i don't like it it's ruining my impression in my head i was worried that was gonna happen and so I was kind of prepared to be let down. Um, so I guess I was pleasantly surprised when there's there's still some good stuff in here that I like. Um, the adults banter, the Tommy storyline. Um, there's still some stuff that I that I like. Uh, obviously, there's big, giant, massive chunks that I flat out hate. Um, so <laughs> it's hard. If you're like me, I'm glad I went and revisited it. So I'm going to recommend it if you watched it as a kid. But it's going to be like, um, what was it? The Downton Abbey review we just did. I didn't recommend that because I'd never seen the show. If you've never seen Rugrats, I would not recommend you go back and watch this movie now. Because um, it's not going to hold up and you're not going to get much from it, I don't think. If you watched it back in the day, I'm actually going to disagree with Nicole. I think you should go back and watch it. Just to, just to remember. Just get, the, get that nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, and you understand the adult humor too, which is kind of like a flip side of it. That's what I liked. It wasn't all... If this was all garbage, then I wouldn't... You know, obviously, if, if the Tommy stuff was heavy-handed and didn't hold up, or if the adults weren't as, you know, decent as they are, I wouldn't... I mean, it'd be, there would be nothing to recommend. But there's but other adult there's, shows that have better... Uh, excuse me. There's other children's shows that have better adult humor in it than this. This is I really G-rated yeah. adult humor, and it's stupid now. It's just, uh, they looked in his diaper and saw a penis. Like, oh, uh, that's not funny to... <laughs> to me it doesn't make sense of why you know no. it makes sense but you know what i mean it's just not the same as something like ren and stimpy or something where that's legit adult humor that should never have been in a kid show <laughs> the best is if you go back from that time period hey arnold i still watch that 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 yeah, is a show a that holds up. Show. <laughs> hey arnold holds up to this day if you, people if you're listening you never see hey arnold you can go back and watch hey arnold that you, shit you holds can up. That is i good. agree with that um, so no, I, I mean, I see where you're coming from. There's definitely shows from this time, even from Nickelodeon that hold up better, but it held up better than I thought it would. It held up enough. So I'm going to recommend it, but you have to have seen the show. If you never saw the show, you're going to be lost. Can we, can we all agree that if you've never seen the show, this is, you can't watch Absolutely. this. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Um, so 
two sounds like two recommends and one not recommend for the Rugrats movie. So that I think that is going to be our last streaming. Well, well we might have one more. It depends. Uh, but we're going to be in the theater some more this month. Uh, Gemini Man will be next. Uh, we also have Jojo Rabbit. We have the second Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, we've got Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That'll be interesting. Does Zombieland have the original cast in there? Zombieland has the original four. Yeah, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. That does. I saw. I saw a clip of that today, and Abigail Breslin does not look like herself. Well, that. there's a new characters too, so the character you saw might not have been Abigail Breslin. Oh, okay. I think, okay, that's I, I don't fair. know a whole lot about it, but based on the trailers, it looks like Abigail Breslin has been separated from the main group and is actually with someone else and. That other girl you saw, I think, is a new character. Eh, but I don't want to spoil that without even knowing what I'm spoiling. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, that'll, I, I, I think... Well, I'm a little worried. I don't know if... That's another one. I don't know if Zombieland holds up as much as I think it does. Uh, but we'll, we'll see when we get out to that. Um, if you guys have anything to recommend to us in the meantime, though, we will have some streaming reviews come back up later in the month uh, towards the end. Uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, and if you want to reach out to me individually, I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. So that was a fun little nostalgia trip. Let us know if you uh, like these older movies. I mean, we've done a couple older ones. This is our first older kids movie, I think. Um, like kids movie like this. I need to find somebody who agrees with me on this. So if you're if you're on my side, <laughs> just just let me know. I need to, I need to know. I'm not the only one here. I understand where you're coming from. I just there were still some things I, I gleaned from it. I, it wasn't a total train wreck for me. Um, Jess obviously was just oh, rolling in this. nostalgia, yes. just just <laughs> soaking in nostalgia. Um, yes. But uh, thank you guys for being on for uh, Rugrats movie. Yes. Until next time, everyone. This is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show